welcome to the situation report for july 11th 2023 this is lieutenant colonel murray my apologies for not doing a lot of these it's been a busy couple of weeks trying to keep up with the news cycle trying to keep up with the information cycle that's coming outside the news and alternative news there's, there's a lot going on but i don't know if you can smell it or not it smells like desperation to me and i'll tell you why so first of all NATO turned their back on Ukraine today. Essentially, that was the European Union, as well as most of the Eastern Bloc, saying we're not going head to head with the Russians. Calmer heads are prevailing when it comes to the on the ground situation. Part of it's because they've run us out of strategic reserves and ammo, fighting this fight. And I, both sides think that they can long term declare victory in one way, shape, or form. The, the bottom line is both sides are losing, and nobody wants this war to continue. Nobody wants to see any more Ukrainians dead. They definitely don't want to see any more Russians dead. And there's a there's a time and a place for peace. Now's the time for peace. Give up the land that you lost, admit to the malfeasance, and go to prison and live your life out. Otherwise, Zelensky's going to be hanging from a rope. That's a guy that literally was hung out to dry today. And I can't say I have any empathy for him because I don't. I didn't have any empathy before, and I definitely don't have any now. At the same time, all that's going on. You have John Kerry in front of King Dopey and Poopy Pants in London talking about the existential climate conference or existential climate threat. See, I guess I can't even say it. It has nothing to do with the fact I've done this like six times today to try and get this right. To listen to Kerry is like listening to the red stapler guy. That the accidental threat that's posed by climate change. The climate change last week was bad, and this week is worse, and next week is it going to be even worse. So we need to declare an emergency. They don't have the cultural narrative. That back in November of last year, I said, they lost the cultural narrative with Twitter. And because they went too aggressive, too fast with the censorship, they lost the cultural narrative. And you watch the migration from Fox News to Newsmax to um, OANN and a few other platforms over the past years. It's a very, very simple reason. And that reason is people don't trust the mainstream because they know it's controlled assets by the CIA. On top of that, you have people that are just, they're tired of the narratives. This is where China always screws the pooch. And Japan did the same thing in World War II. They underestimated the resolve of the American people. They underestimated the, the, the belief system of the American people. But most importantly, they underestimated love of country. And what you're seeing right now, you're seeing... A, uh, a swath of the population that's not only just woken up, but they're waking other people up with them. And they're saying, something's not right here. This is not who we are. We don't embrace pedophilia. We don't embrace crimes against children. We don't embrace this drag queen story hour. We're done with the 1%. And you're hearing that resoundingly across the entire information space. And you can tell that the elite are out of ideas 
because they literally are sticking to the same talking points. They're, the, the, whoever their advisors are telling them to stick with the same talking point, people are buying it. No, they're not. Everyone knows that the climate crisis is garbage. Everybody knows the science is garbage. Everybody knows that the studies are garbage and that they don't have any proof, just like with COVID, they have no proof to prove any any of their claims. And you watch, they're going to try and shut down the country either for via some kind of climate crisis, which isn't going to work, or they're going to create some kind of chaos in a major city related to quote-unquote climate. However they can spin it, that's all they have left. And then there's the whole Flynn interview yesterday where he says, we need to protect the elective. The elections are unsecure, and we need to protect them. Okay, we've had two elections since you were the national security advisor. Are you really going to stand in front of the national T, you know, national TV or a national interview? Are you really going to stand there and say, I just talked to Trump about securing the 24 election? Where were you in 2020 and 2022? How's that working out for you? Clearly, they think that they have some new magic bullet. The The answer is not to cheat. The answer is to in, energize the base to do the right thing and to go after the people that have perpetrated these crimes and hold them to account. That's, that's what real leadership would do. We are entitled under the Constitution to replace a tyrannical government. But nobody wants to step up and do the heavy lifting. And if you listen to Flynn and Ann Vandersteel and all the pundits, they're all saying the same thing. Just sit back and let the white hands, let them do it. Just enjoy the show. We have to save ourselves. I said this probably 50 times. I'll say it another 50 times. We have to save ourselves. No one is coming to save us. No one. And... This is the most important piece of this. We have to organize. We have to come together as a society. And we need to put away all of our petty differences and look at this for what it exa- for what the situation is. This is not a cultural difference. This is this is normal humans against pedophiles and luciferian pedophiles. That's what this really is. This is one culture throwing off another culture. And throughout history, human history, you hit these culmination points where the dominant society falls for whatever reason. In our case, it was corruption and apathy. Our apathy led us here. And that brings me to the sound of freedom. There's a lot of, there's a lot of noise about the sound of freedom. I think as many people need to watch that movie as possible because it outlines just a microcosm of the scope of the human tra- trafficking and crimes against children. It doesn't cover red rooms. It doesn't cover dismemberment, rape, torture, killing and harvesting of adrenochrome. It doesn't cover any of that. It, it alludes to it, but it doesn't cover it in depth. And this to me is in lieu of the coming disclosure around the horrors related to what these people have been doing to children for generations. This is not a new phenomenon. 
This has been around for generations. And let me be very clear about how pervasive this is. This affects every single institution in our society. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's church, whether it's healthcare, whether it's law enforcement, military, it does not matter. Every institution in our society has been compromised by by either crimes against children, human trafficking, drugs, but most importantly, crimes against children. That has been, that is pervasive. How else do you think an asswipe like Epstein? Epstein was not the first one. There were others before him that cultivated, recruited, harvested, and sold children to the elite. What we're dealing with is the children's children of the children of the original elite that started all of this. And they're out of ideas. They don't have words to explain the system they want to replace this system with other than I want more control. I want to put a social scoring system in so I can electronically put you in bondage for the, for the rest of history. That's the only thing they've got. And enough of the population is awake now saying we're not going to do this. And they have all the computer modeling. They have AI that says these things are going to happen. These demographics are going to do certain things, which in my mind is why they came up with the bioweapons in the first place. Let's target the, the, the cultural groups we know are going to be a problem for the takeover, and it didn't go as well as they thought it was going to go. But when this is all over with, and we're on the other side of this, we need to build a system that doesn't allow oligarchs complete control. We need to build a system that holds politicians to account rapidly versus the slow, methodical court system we have now. The one part of our society that has never changed, still paper-driven, is the courts. The courts are still predominantly driven by paper. We need to get out of that business. We need we need to make the court and and the the entire trial process. We need to make that as streamlined and as fast as the rest of our society is moving. And the reason why they haven't modernized the law enforcement or the court system, the judicial system, is for one reason, one reason only, because that was their failsafe. The lawfare was their failsafe to be able to institute a lot of their plans over the years. And it was their failsafe to keep them out of jail because the gears of the judicial system move very slowly. You don't think that all the lawyers that are politicians knew that? They know not, not only know how to game the system, they know how to work the system and manage the system. That's why the judicial system and the immigration system were never upgraded. We could solve 90% of our immigration problems with technology. Literally, the facial recognition should be people coming into the country. And if you're not registered in a in you know in a database that says a crime database, you can come in the country. If you're in a crime database or you're in a, you're on a watch list, guess what? You don't come in the country. And then people that want to apply for citizenship, that should be a 12-month process. 12 to 24 months. You have to learn the language the money is printed in. 
you have to learn the American customs and culture, which we used to have. But the point is we could solve a lot of our immigration issue. We could have solved them years ago. But every one of their plans are starting to be unwound quicker and quicker and quicker. And you can see they're trying to get as much control systems and much of their control grid in place before the system collapses and Ukraine collapses. I don't know why Ukraine is so important to them, but it tells me that by turning their back, they've written off Ukraine, which means there's a treasure trove of things they've either destroyed or they're going to destroy on the way out. I know the Russians have a pretty good stockpile of information that they've harvested from all of the bioweapons plants from the initial part of the war and caught NATO completely by surprise. So I'm not surprised if the Russians have it all already. And there's China. China's behind every bit of the information war in our country. It's not just the the Pritzkers or whatever the fuck their name is in, in Illinois that are pushing the trans agenda. The drugs are coming from China. The cultural and Marxist indoctrination in our education system is from China and Confucius University. The compromise of all of our elected officials to include Mitch McConnell married to a spy, Eric Swallowswell dating a spy, Diane Feinstein being driven by a spy. They've compromised every facet of both business and the government. And they are driving the U.S. towards a culmination point. Our, our job as citizens is to, is to disrupt that as much as possible, but most importantly, make, make their plans, make them have to move faster and make mistakes. If we can accelerate their timeline, if we can make them move faster, that makes them make mistakes. If we can disrupt their operations, they make mistakes. When they make mistakes, the world sees what's really going on, but most importantly, who's behind it. And over the next several months, the most important thing we can do is make them work hard and make them make mistakes because those mistakes will generate more and more groundswell and support against them. That's what everything they've done thus far has done. That's why I don't pay attention to anything that goes on in Washington, D.C. There's no, there's no signal there. First of all, they're talking about impeaching Biden. Why aren't they impeaching Biden and Garland and Chris Ray all at the same time, along with Austin and Millie? They should impeach all of them, and they can do it. But you don't hear any of that because they're they're not going after Chris Ray. Chris Ray is the problem. He was the problem under Trump. Again, I don't know why Trump didn't fire him. I would have forced him to resign and I would have put somebody in power. But it tells me that the FBI and Rod Rosenstein threatened Trump to the point where Trump wouldn't take action against them. And before this is over, Rod Rosenstein needs to be publicly executed for treason. Along with Chris Ray, Clapper, Hayden, and Keith Alexander, Jen Easterly, there's a long list of people that need to be executed for treason. Every single one of them committed treason. And 
DC's not going to do anything about Chris Ray. The whole Biden thing, they already know who's going to replace Biden. It's going to be Gavin Newsom. That's what it's going to be. They're already playing the cards. Biden's senile. And then cocaine at the White House, really? It It's like the Russian... So the the Russian Prigozhin thing, I, I said when that first occurred, I said this looks like a show, folks. This does not look like a civil war, some kind of an incursion. This looks like a show, and it turns out five days after all of it was over, Prigozhin was in Moscow talking to Putin along with most of his senior commanders. It was a show. They duped NATO, and it was a brilliant show. Because look at look at all of the the left and the useful idiots that were foaming at the mouth. They were just they were falling all over themselves to say Putin was going to get arrested. Putin's this. Putin's that. Somebody said that when the BRICS summit happens next month that they're going to arrest Putin. Good luck with that. You don't think Putin's going to take an army with him? Come on. And if they do, that. It's an act of war. the The whole thing is just a sideshow. It's a stage show. There's there's nothing in DC that's real. There hasn't been anything in, in DC real for over seventy years. Which brings me to the the UFO stuff, which is probably the dumbest thing right now. The UFO stuff is it's beyond stupid. So every time the administration gets in trouble. Especially in the start, this shit started under way back in in the nineties with <laughs> with Clinton. Clinton wanted to know about UFOs. Asked the question, they told him, "You can fuck yourself." And then the same thing. Bush, Bush Senior, George H. W. Bush, was the director of the CIA. He knew all about the alien question. He knew all about the secret space fleet, Hama Hama, whatever concatenation it was back. In the 70s and 80s, George Bush knew about it. And George Bush was a protege of Alan Dulles. Alan Dulles was the guy that was in Switzerland during World War II running the uh, the special, what was it, uh, Special Air Services? I can't think of it. Anyway, he was running SOS, Special Operational Services, in World War II from Switzerland. And he said, I have to be in Switzerland to be boots on the ground. It put him in direct contact with the Nazis and the Davos crowd. And then after the war, Dulles brought over all of the former Nazis and the scientists under Operation Paperclip. He was the guy that architected that. He was the guy that negotiated with the Nazis to bring them all over here. And guess what? They continued that research here. And George H.W. Bush ran part of those programs when he was director of the CIA. So the real UFO shit, we will never see. <clears throat> but all the posers, like Stephen Greer, Corey Good, and all the rest of those malcontents. The reason why I don't like Stephen Greer is that he's a pompous asshole, and he's funded by the Rockefellers. The same people that own the banks, Morgan Stanley, the Rockefellers, are the same guys that fund this guy. Do you honestly think that if they have access to advanced technologies, they're going to share it with the rest of the world? Imagine, and again, I've said this a hundred times, 
Imagine the coolest and most advanced technologies in the hands of your arch enemies. That's literally what this situation is. So you're every time the administration gets in trouble, they roll out some kind of UFO. They've done it six, seven times now. And what does everybody do? They flock over to the UFO side of the house. I'm starting to think that Sean Ryan is a controlled asset for the CIA. Because everybody he's had on his show now has been people that have been in this space funded by deep institutional money. And he's on YouTube. He has 1.56 million subscribers on YouTube. If he was really over target, they would be censoring the shit out of this interview alone. And this thing is two and a half hours in place, two, two hours and 47 minutes in place in, in its entirety. You cannot tell me that Stephen, Stephen Greer's is legit. I look at Sean David Morton and he takes a lot of shit. People say he's a grifter. He's a lot of things. The funny thing about Sean David Morton is whatever that guy knows, they want kept quiet. And I would say he's probably 50% over target because if he was, if he was 80 or above, he'd be dead, but they tried to kill him. They tried to kill him in prison and they tried to kill him after he got out of prison. That should tell you. And once you're in that system and you go into the penal system, once you get out, they watch you. In his case, they not only watched him, they brought him back. They fucked with him for another six months before they finally released him. Whatever Sean David Morton knows is right over target. Everything out of out of Stephen Greer's mouth is horseshit. It's well-crafted well-funded, well-researched horseshit. Because if this guy was 100% over target, he'd be fucking dead. That's why I don't like that. That's why I don't like that prick. Plus, he's a fucking insufferable asshole in person. I met him once, and I'm like, you are an asshole. But every time the administration gets in trouble, what do they do? They pull out the UFO card. The only way that technology is going to be shared with the rest of the world is if there really is an alien incursion in this on this planet. But by then, it'll be too late. That's the only way we're going to know about it. And even then, probably not. It's like the whole nuke question. You're not going to know the nukes are coming in until they start popping off. This is the same kind of a thing. But the distractions coming out of D.C. are more, they're more sublime. Like cocaine in the White House, who cares? We already know a crackhead lives there. We already know a, you know, a pants-shitting pedophile lives there. Why would anybody get wrapped up around cocaine in the White House? No one cares. It's just further degeneracy of the White House and the institution of the White House. That's all it's about. It's about denigrating the office of the president. That's what it's about. And that's right out of the Chinese playbook. That's what these cunts do. They literally denigrate their enemies, both socially, economically, and reputationally. They they go after every aspect right out of their playbook. Do you honestly think that Biden's in charge of anything? He's not. It's the fucking Chinese. And they always use a proxy. 
I've been saying it for months and months and months. You notice how the only people that the administration never says a word about is China. Russia, Russia, Russia. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. China. Nope, never China. You know why that is? Because they're all owned by China. The whole administration, the entire legislative body is owned by China. Look, let me bottom line this. <clears throat> this is not going to end their way. It's not going to end their way for about 10 different reasons. But there's two main reasons why this won't end their way. Number one, we have God on our side and we have the moral high ground. Number two, and most important, no one wants to live under Chinese rule. I don't care how many delusions of grandeur that Xi Jinping has for himself as the ultimate ruler of the planet, but he's never going to get there. And none of these European Eurofag Luciferian retards are going to be in charge either. There's going to be a period of chaos when the social order breaks down. But at the other side of that, when humans band together and realize that it's really those of us with a moral compass against the Luciferians, then you're going to see real change on the planet. You'll see petty differences melt away. You'll see all of the cultural differences melt away and will become the human race, not the African race, the Indian race, the Chinese race, the Japanese race. That's, that's a construct to divide and conquer. That construct will go away. And it's because they've tipped the balance so far to the opposite spectrum that it's going to come back the other way. And when it does, it's going to come back with a vengeance. But we're going to have a different society. The system that we've lived under for over 100 years is dying. That, that system died from corruption, from malfeasance, and from lies. The new system we put in place, which is why I keep saying visualize the kind of system you want to live under. The new system we live under, a new system we put in place, the new system that we accept is going to be based on something with Judeo-Christian work ethics, family focus, and selfless service. That's, that's what I envision. I envision a world where people can travel freely and go from country to country and celebrate the differences versus what we have now. This contrived separation between races, between cultures, and no acceptance of different cultures. That's a construct. It's a construct to divide and conquer. And I also envision a planet where we have free sharing of technology across the planet, where weapons and weapon systems are not the primary source of revenue for countries. The primary source of revenue is food production, technology, as well as sustainable technology. And I don't mean like solar panels. I mean thorium. I mean zero-point energy. I mean anti-gravity craft, anti-gravity housing. I, I expect a fully changed 
the spectrum in which our our planet lives currently. We we are no longer going to be subjugated by a bunch of rich pedophiles. That's what's coming out of this. And it's going to suck between now and then because there's going to be chaos, there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be lawlessness, there's going to be death. It's unavoidable at this point. And had had the elite actually shared this technology back in the 50s when they should have, we'd live on a different planet right now. But in order for us to mature as a species, we have to come together under the banner of humanity, not cultural, not sexual, not religious. We can't base anything that we do outside of our atmosphere on religious dogma. It has to be based on unity of a species. That's the only way we'll move forward. Everything that's limited the human race since the dawn of man has been this cultural divide that's been architected and constructed for the sole purpose to keep humanity fighting amongst each other. When those barriers are gone, when that construct is gone, Humanity will be see each other in a different light. Is there going to be some consternation? And is there, is there going to be some pain that goes along with this? Absolutely, there will be. But on the other side of this will be unity that this planet's never seen before. And most importantly, the value of life will be vastly different than it is right now. This struggle to have a specific race dominant over one or another has led to the demise of so many different civilizations over the millennium, we're finally in a place to put an end to that. We need to stop worrying about who the dominant species is, the dominant race, the dominant color. We need to focus on humanity, unifying humanity, unifying the technology, and then living in harmony with our planet. And I don't mean that in the ethereal sense. I mean, we can't destroy ecosystems anymore to plant nothing. We have to be able to coexist on the planet and continue to use renewable resources over and over again. It means we have to keep our soil, our soil oxygenated and mineral rich. And we can't do that under a profit motive. The, the profit motive that's driven the planet for the last six, 700 years or a thousand years doesn't work. I don't know what system that looks like to replace that, but that system doesn't work because we end up with guys like Bill Gates or the Rockefellers or the Carnegies. There's a host of names on the East Coast, deep institutional money that have been well off for generations for no other reason than they got lucky at one point in time and made the right deal. And they've used their power and leverage to keep everybody else down. Those days need to end. And then education needs to change so that people see the real history. What really happened on this planet? Not the rewritten architect of history to make one country or another look better than others. But what's the real history? Were we really put here as lab rats by aliens? You know that the elite know the answers to all those questions. If they have this really advanced technology, and I'm playing devil's advocate, 
if they have this really advanced technology, and I know we have some because I've seen them with my own eyes, don't you think they know and have been in contact with alien races that have been very specific and said, yep, you're lab rats. We think you're whale shit. If you read <laughs> Sands of Time that Sean David Morton writes, he wrote that from the memoirs of the guy who ran the S6 program at Area 51. That's the alien tech program. This is a guy that created anti-gravity, teleportation, the secret space force. If if all of that's true, and I'm just let's, let's just say for devil's argument's sake, all of that's true. They were in contact with alien races for almost almost 60 years. That means they've been in contact with alien races for over 100 years. They know not only our history, but they know the history of this planet as it actually happened. And it's probably archived somewhere. The point is, the system we're under is dead. The system that we've operated under is not going to sustain itself past this year. If it does, I'll be surprised. But everything I'm seeing says that the system's collapsing faster than they, than they can prop it up and manipulate it. Why do you think you have John Kerry prattling on about climate change as an emergency in front of the King of England? Because they're out of options. They're out of narrative. And they're out of platform and money laundering tools to be able to sustain what's coming. And that is the house of cards is going to fall and it's going to probably start with the economy. And it'll probably start in Europe. And maybe they've accepted the inevitable that Europe's going to be lost too. I don't know. But i that's the way I see the situation as it is right now. And the best thing we can do for ourselves as, as a society is start to come together. Start in your community. Start in your church. Other people are looking for, where do I go for information and what should I be doing? There's tons of places you can point people just in your local church to. And there's there's other patriots. I have I have folks reaching out to me via email, sending me their address, etc. The point is, there's tons of resources all around us. Don't squander the time you have left. Use the time you have and be diligent. Tonight, I'm going to end with little Motley Crew, and I'm going to do Home Sweet Home. That's a, uh, <clears throat> these guys were like the hair band. But this this home sweet home is uh, it's just a good a good all around song for today. I don't know about the rest of you. With the last couple of days, the last week has been high energy and and really frustrating. So I'll play a little high energy song, a little high a little home sweet home. So here is Motley Crue, home sweet home. Remember, no fear. No surrender. One team. One fight. God bless.
You know I'm a dreamer, but my heart's a gold. Keeps me.